1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game
2: Time Decisions. Alright, let's roll. Game Time Decisions has begun. Red Heat and Rage at Radio. I am Gabriel Morenzi alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Week 2 of the National Football League is officially done as is the Seattle Seahawks uh, season, as uh, is uh, my week too Putrid, pathetic, lethargic, and uh, everything else in between. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, we didn't play the teaser. Cammy Teaser, I know Cammy Teaser took the teaser. Cam loves those teasers, and I'm known as uh, the king of teasers. I've been staying away from the teasers this year. I'm all business. My prop plays were strong. And uh, my prop plays uh, helped avoid disaster last night, Cam. is uh, old man Janikowski might be all hopped up on MDMA, but it doesn't matter. He can still drill drill the football through the uprights. <laughs> and Tyler Lockett came through. You know, all the bitching about Tyler Lockett. He puts up numbers when it's all said and done. But I tell you, man, I thought the Seattle Seahawks were coming back when it was 17-10. They had the football. And... You know, we make a lot of excuses for Russell Wilson, Cam. You know, oh, he doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. But that's on him. You can't make that throw. It you was. can't throw the ball like that on the, on an out route like that. You're down 17-10, and the, the DB is, uh, the prince is sitting and waiting for it. I mean, come on, man. That, that was like, a, that's like a rookie quarterback move. And then he fumbles the ball after. It's like. He's getting worn out because he's trying to do too much, but man, it's gonna be a long season for Seattle. I, I I accept Seattle suck.
3: Yeah, that's the thing, man. I was trying to tell you yesterday, Morensi, and you know that offensive line is brutal. Russell Wilson, too, despite years and years of running for his life, he's even being more timid in there because he knows he's taking a lot of shots great call though that was a brutal pass penny penny's open in the flat there he telegraphed it. prince picked it off we're done they started to move the ball they started to get some chemistry with penny the first round draft pick lockett made some catches you're right things started to look good for seattle when they were down seven then boom everything was out there man that was a, just an absolutely brutal brutal throw it's going to be a long season i'm with you man the, the first half was pathetic. That was one of the worst offensive performances in uh, recent Seahawks history with 80 yards, like basically uh, midway through the third quarter. They couldn't get anything going, and if it wasn't for Chicago's uh, offense and Seattle making some great plays on defense, it would have been a blowout.
2: It would have been a blowout, and uh, Cam, there's a dog walking past the uh, the window here. I'm still in the suburbs. <laughs> no. Is he a nice dog or mean? Yeah, no, he's a nice-looking dog. He's nice. a nice-looking dog, and uh, he reminds me of the littlest hobo.
3: Oh, yeah. There's a voice that keeps on calling me.
2: Yeah. I yeah, this dog's dog like too. sort of cruising, cruising down the street in the suburbs looking to save a kid in a well or something like that.
3: Well, so that's the theme song for you, right? It goes, wherever I lay my hat, that's hobo style. Like, that's what you're doing. You're sleeping on couches. You're in New Jersey. You're at the New Jersey sports book. You're on a plane going west, going east, going to the suburbs, everywhere, just like the littlest hobo. That dog man, he made a lot of moves. He went to the burbs. He went to the city. He saved everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah, great show. Um,
3: great, you know who I am? Classic.
2: You know who I am? I'm like the Incredible Hulk. I'm like, uh, Bruce Banner. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm Doctor Bruce Banner. Uh, like at the end of the episode, man, that almost made me cry every time when I was a kid. At the end of that show, with the piano, dung, 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 yeah. and you know, he'd always meet a chick, fall in love, and. Why don't you just stay in Minneapolis? I can't. And he's got to go because that scumbag <laughs> reporter was always chasing him down. <laughs> he'd always be like on the road. After he'd have his backpack uh, and he'd be on the side of the road hitchhiking. True. You know, he's like, I See, gotta yeah. leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on to the next that's town.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that's true, Maretsi. You're you a jack of all trades. But I read the Twitter. It sounds like uh, you you bagged a couple songs and uh, things are coming across really well. And you said it, man. When you're with the band, you haven't seen these guys together and. I've worked shows with you. You're a creative guy. You're a leader. So dealing with a lot of these other people's and opinions is tough. But you're men. You're getting it together, and that's something that's coming across pretty good.
2: In this industry, like you work with other people, but you don't really get into too many arguments with people. Like, you know what I mean? Like you and I, we're not going to argue about whether yeah, we yeah, open we'll, up. We'll, we'll with disagree this...
3: on games. Yeah. Yeah, but no, you'll disagree.
2: Like, you know, listen, we, we yeah. disagreed with Lou. You know, you'll get into debates, but I'm talking about, yeah. from a creative standpoint, we're not going to spend two hours arguing whether we open up talking about baseball or football. But in music, it's it comes to that, where it's like, no, this part would be better after that part. And somebody says, no, it would be better, you know, completely different. And then I say, you know what, why don't we just scrap the whole effing song? <laughs> and... And... <laughs> <laughs> and then we sort of go back and forth, but you know, listen, you know, me, 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 you know, we've been, we were banned for a long time, so we've got incredibly thick skin, like a lot of things can be said amongst us and move on after the fact, you know, it's like a locker room. It's like, a, it's like a sports team, really. You know what I mean? There's going to be arguments, things are going to get heated and stuff, but, um, you yeah, know, we had a very, very productive day, uh, today, real, real good. And it uh, doesn't you know. You know what though? It's amazing because yesterday we had a good day, and then uh, we made the mistake of um, trying to jam at like two AM, and everyone was tired. I wasn't drunk, but a couple of the dudes had a few too many drinks, and <laughs> and it was it sucked. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and, and instead of like night one, instead of going to bed happy, we all got into a big fight at like two in the morning, three in the morning last night, right? But uh, this they morning, never go
3: to bed angry. Never go to bed we angry. We did,
2: Dave. we did, but it's okay because we're not a couple. We went to bed you angry. We're recording a heavy metal record, so it's good to go to bed angry, wake up angry. So yeah, so it's like yeah. <laughs> well, you're right. It's a little different. I'm dealing with four dudes and stuff, right? So or three, three other dudes. But no, no, it went real well today. We're very, very excited, and um, you know, all we can do is our best, right? It's, it's like our picks. Yeah, hopefully our record is better than my picks were this week because I'm a little disappointed in my NFL picks this week, man. You know, I did well betting. I did, I did well betting, but they sucked in a super contest. And, you know, I'm just pissed off about I'm, – I'm upset about Russell Wilson at interception last night. Like, like I said, Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. Russell Wilson, to me, is a lot like Mike Trout where, you know, we'll talk about this throughout the day today with Seattle. And, I mean, I don't know what the hell they're doing, Cam. Like, Paul Allen, the guy co-founded Microsoft. Like, why are they so cheap? Why do they argue with everybody about money? Why don't they sign players? Like, why are they accepting being crap like this? I don't understand it. You know, like, it, it, really, it's like they're, they're scamming you know everybody.
3: You know what it is, Gabe? It also comes down to Pete Carroll, and he's one of those guys. He's always thinking, you know, and I like his positivity, but he always thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He thinks he can take care of any reclamation project and make them a different player, hence being a DB, turning him into a receiver, taking a guy with problems. Don't worry, I can deal with them. And over the last couple years, you know what? They haven't got the weapons. Doug Baldwin can't be your best receiver. It, a lot of decisions were made, and, and these guys last night on Monday Night Football are talking about great drafts. Great drafts? Have you seen our line? Have you seen the offensive line there? It's like, other than... Squeeze, they even had a great draft know, like, in five see- years, man yeah that's the thing, man. like you know what it is a great draft is.
2: A you know, great know what it is is getting
3: you... Sean springs and and Marcus Jones in the first round. That's a great draft. That's when the team got better Gabe. That's when they started to go in. A yeah, but I'll tell direction. you why They haven't had that draft.
2: I'll tell you why this is happening. Pete Carroll, and you see this with college coaches, and Pete Carroll did a great job evaluating and recommending and picking players, cam. Mm-hmm. Because he was in college. He knew all the players in college. You know, he he was in college. So he, you know, he recruited players, right? And, you know, even guys that weren't on USC, he knows everyone in the Pac-12. He knew everybody in the Pac-12 inside out. He knew a bunch of, he knew every big-time recruit inside out. Because he, you know, USC's in line to get anyone that's big. So... He was aware of every sort of high school player going into college, coming out of college, what their development level was, where they were in their career. He knew everything. Now Pete Carroll's been in the NFL. He's removed from college. He doesn't know anymore. He doesn't know. Um, you know, who's He's not following college football anymore, and you see they're more disconnected, and their draft picks blow uh, right now. Like you said, they're, they haven't had a good draft in forever. So um, big man on campus going to join us. Uh, we got our video feed open right now. It's just, it's just a video feed, guys, It's just so some of you can chat. Um, you know, we're going to get, uh, eventually we'll get the Fantasy Sports Network. Uh, we'll get the real feed and video stuff going uh, when we get back next week. Give us a week or two to get that uh, video stuff going. But speaking of New York, uh, there's a story, Cam, out of my, my, home, my home book right now, FanDuel Sportsbook. Yep. So here's the story. A Newark man, Newark, New Jersey man, says uh, he won a large bet at the Meadowlands on Sunday, but the FanDuel Sportsbook is refusing to pay. Anthony Prince said he made a long-shot bet on the Denver Broncos to beat the Oakland Raiders. He bet, this is, you know, they, they're very good with their live in-game betting there, so they had a number up. Yep. Um, he bet with one minute and 10 seconds left in the game. It was 19-17 for the Raiders, and he made a bet that the Broncos would win the game. He's put hundred and ten dollars down. Um, the odds were plus seventy five hundred. He won eighty two thousand six hundred and ten dollars. Now, wow. the thing is, Cam, the odds would never have been eighty two. No, it would have been plus one seven, plus
3: one seventy five, maybe. They made it the was a glitch.
2: It was a it, 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 it glitch. It total glitch. Yeah. And no, you know what the odds were? Plus 500. Oh, okay. I wouldn't even thought that
3: high, but okay. So yeah, it was supposed to that.
2: and Yeah, it was plus 500 online, and for them, it was going to be plus 700 type thing. So it was a glitch. The Broncos won the game with 10 seconds left. He went up to the window to collect yeah. his winnings. They told him, listen, it was a glitch in the system. It was obviously not 82,000 to one. Like, come on. I you know I'm not saying this just because I go to this place, but you know yeah, as well as I do, no, no a, online book, no online book hair. is paying you for this. No one's paying you eighty-two no, thousand dollars on a hundred dollar bet when a team is down by three points on their home field cam. Like <laughs> let's wake up.
3: Yeah, I no, I, I even like think Greece, seven to one.
2: Greece, Greece winning the fantastic. Euro. Yeah, exactly. Greece winning the Euro <laughs> Cup was only eighty to one, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like let's be real. The Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl two hundred to one. It's not eighty thousand to one. <laughs> like, so, so 8,000 to 1, excuse me, 8,000 to 1. So they told him politely, they said, listen, it's a mistake. I get his frustration because he has a ticket in his hand that says $82,000. Now, Cam, someone got fired here because the ticket taker should have realized and looked at the ticket and said, there's no way in hell this is $82,000. Right? He gave him the ticket. Like, yeah. I'll admit this part. He admit, and the ticket taker should have known. And said, well, obviously, you're not making $82,000. Like, you can't, if you put together a crazy ass parlay and put $1,000 on it, it would barely pay you 2000 dollars You know what I mean? It's obvious it was a glitch. So the FanDuel Sportsbook said, listen, we'll give you $500. We'll give you five to one. We'll give you $500 right now. Yep. And we're going to give you luxury skybox suites for three New York Giant football games. Wow, that's, a, that's, that's surprising, actually. Yeah, like they didn't even tell him to F off. They basically said, listen, we're going to yeah. give you a plus 500, and we're going to give you a luxury suite skybox seats for three New York Giant games of your choice. The guy said no. Then FanDuel got pissed and said, listen, we don't have to give you anything at all. Read the fine print. It was a computer glitch. He says, uh, you know, he feels cheated. He's he, he's suing? Yeah. He says, "Did he feel?" Yeah, that's what he that's says. He goes, "The government is taxing it now, so I thought that it would be a better situation." He goes, "You know, I'd rather just go to a corner bookie. At least I'll get paid there." They will bookie won't offer you that though. That's yeah. The bookie, the bookie will laugh will. in your face.
3: The bookie will laugh in your face. You know, bookies. Yeah, tell a bookie, yeah, bro. Yeah,
2: you, yeah. you know, remember, hey, remember our boy. Let
3: me exp- let. Me, yeah, I'll explain something really quick. I'll explain something really quick. I didn't get paid on the Nadal. Del Potro, remember Del Potro when he beat Nadal? I didn't get paid because on the specifics, I was a $500 bet at plus 130. He didn't finish the match. It went two sets. So I went to Will Hill, Bet365, all the other books, and they say the match has to be over Two sets played to get paid. I argued it with my guy. They said, sorry, Mr. Stewart, it's yeah. a void bet. I was leading the tennis match two to nothing. I can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it there. That and that was a legit. I've done it, bet. Cam. So what is this? I'll guy admit to, it. People don't understand. I'll admit it. That. I don't, don't do it much. Like we'll get we'll
2: talk about this more. Like, remember our boy yeah. Eric Cohen? Remember so we used to call in that book and you would use the odds for scores and odds? And same yes, thing. Once correct. once they they once they made a mistake, dude, with Oklahoma. Instead of, like, the money line, Oklahoma, minus 2,500, it was minus 250. It was clearly a computer glitch. They were 28-point favorites. And Cohen, like, bet a big money bet at minus 250. And I remember our boy, it's our boy there, he told me, he goes, you yeah. know, if he would have lost, I would have made him pay the minus 2,500. He goes, what, he thinks For I'm sure. stupid? that Cohen Cohen never bets big money lines. Cohen comes out of the gate, puts, like, 500 on Oklahoma money line because it's minus 250. When you do that, you're just cheating your bookie, actually. You're trying to steal from your book.
3: Yeah, That's, that's what you're doing. I mean, oh, and the, the fan it, dual, the do, the fan. Uh, uh, they hate that. They hate that, too. And they won't, they'll, they'll actually, he's told me, Gabe, he's lost clients because of that. He doesn't want to even have the playing there because they try to rip him off all the time.
2: All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're, I want to talk more about this, the ethics of this. Yeah, I'm on the side of sportsbook here, to be honest. Game time decisions continue. Red Heat Rage at radio, Big Man on campus will join
1: us.
3: ACDC Overload. <laughs>
4: it's
2: everywhere. Last night I was sleeping on a couch and uh, these guys are playing ACDC pinball at like you know, 3 in the morning. It's loud <laughs> as hell, man. Like I'm amazed like the amount of noise you can make uh, in this place, but uh, that's why we're here. All right, Red Heat and Ridge Radio. <laughs> I am Gabriel Morenci, Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeart Radio. We appreciate uh, everybody uh, tuning in. Uh, out there right now. I know we've had some massive numbers since the football season has begun. So we appreciate the support out there, guys. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Maybe we'll take some phone calls uh, a little bit later on. We got big man on campus ready to step up and in. So we're just talking about this um, sort of situation. We'll get big man's take on this, and we'll roll on. And I'll just say, like, I don't even bother sometimes, Cam. Like, I'll see these big mistakes, and I don't bet them. Like, I'll, yeah, I won't exactly, em. He, I won't bet them because I won't bet them with a local anyway. bookie. Yeah, if you if you try to bet your bookie and you try to show them up and you know you rip them off, then that's not, that's bad gambling ethics. But I understand trying to do it with a big corporation. And I'll admit, you know, if there's been bias once in a while. Look, I, you know, I bet every day. So during the NBA season, I'm in front of a computer every game and blah blah blah. So once in a while, it'll it, they'll make a mistake. Golden State Warriors plus twenty seven when it's really you know my, and You bet it in fifteen minutes later, it's voided. Like they correct it right away and they tell you, listen, that's not a real bet. It was a mistake. And read the fine print. And I know this. I accept this. So this guy, like legitimately thinking, like any if you had any gambler on the jury, any juror that gambles would say, anyone knows that a hundred dollar bet with a team down by two points with a minute left is not eighty two hundred to one. You don't get eighty-two thousand dollars because a team kicks a field goal at the end. If they did, I'll take every <laughs> damn game that someone's down by three for the rest of my life. I, okay? I agree.
3: Oh, yeah. We'll <laughs> like, be millionaires, buddy. We'll be Yeah, like, come on, like, come man. Come on.
2: Come on. Let's bring That's Big stupid. Man on campus in on this. So always a pleasure. Rightwager.com uh, is his website, sportsbookreview.com. You can see his videos and podcasts. So, uh, Big Man, FanDuel Sportsbook, where I hang out all the time. Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook, they're getting called out. One guy's calling him out. He placed a bet on the Broncos with a minute left. And he put $100 on it. And it was a mistake with the odds, and the ticket paid back $82,000. Now, the ticket taker should have realized this because he should have looked and realized and said, oh, this is a mistake. Cancel the ticket. I think it
4: was
2: a live bet, though, no? Yeah, it was a a live bet. It was one minute left. They were down 19-17. You have a big man. the real odds were plus 500 to plus 700, okay? Sure, sure, sure. So that's what the real odds were. So, like, you know, it was like plus 450 type thing. So – It was a mistake. Denver wins the game. He celebrates, goes to the window, says, give me my $82,000. The management looks at the ticket and goes, this is clearly a glitch and a mistake. We'll give you $500 and luxury tickets, sweet luxury, sweet tickets for three New York Giant football games. He says, F off. I'm getting a lawyer. What do you think of the case? well I, i'll preface this by saying for a guy that look i've been
4: through many schemes with trying to get over on local bookmakers i i've done this many <laughs> times
2: i've been around this stuff and you could kind of know so you've seen bad know. numbers you've seen bad numbers uh, uh, and hammered uh, them
4: and stuff <laughs> I, like that <laughs> have i seen bad <laughs> yeah. numbers i've i i pulled all the tricks I, believe me i've done this a lot you can kind of tell what books are you know you know the guys they're yourself. some of them are connected some people you can kind of get over them. But yeah, as far as this, I mean, we all, you and I and can, all of us all use online services. And I think you're well aware when there's a glitch. Now, here's the problem that this presents for FanDuel because you and I and all the the, the good gamblers and the hardcore gamblers, we know that it's a glitch and we know FanDuel's not a fault here. Probably. Um, keep in mind though, for anyone that glosses over this and that's not a big sports better, or maybe they thought about going to FanDuel. They're probably not going to go there wow. now. And, I Listen, think it's, it's on the emotion. local news.
2: It's on the local sure. news now, big man, in New York. Like the local, I, I'm looking at a link here. This is on the local CBS news affiliate, where they're stating, yes, like controversy at the new Fanduel sports book. It's bad publicity, and the thing is, Fanduel is not like Cantor Gaming that just doesn't want to pay people, right? No. Like, or, no, no. Yeah. or, or no, you know, no. even Will Hill with did that in uh, they had a dispute uh, in Vegas, yeah. but it's mostly Cantor yeah. and. There's gonna be disputes sometimes and not every it's not always the book's fault. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But in this in this case, you know, like you said, anybody it's that so legitimately obvious. gambles, like if you got a gamble on the jury here, if you went to court, I'd tell the guy, listen, I would tell FanDuel, listen, give him more than five hundred bucks, you know, because of this yeah, out of publicity. Maybe oh. that's his plan now. He sues them and they'll say, Listen, here's ten K F off and shut up about this. But, but it like they, guy, don't, like, they don't have to. Like the guy, the FanDuel manager told them, we don't have to give you anything. It was a mistake. We could just give you your $110 back and take it off if we wanted to. I thought they were pretty nice offering the 500 and the Giants tickets, to be honest.
3: Oh, the sweets you... are worth a lot of money.
2: And, and they are, and, and they could have
4: told them, you know, get out. We're not giving you anything. This is a glitch, and it's, it's a problem. But, Gabe, you've used it, Cam. I've used it. We've all used bets, you, you know, yeah. cer- certain certain ones. I'm not going to say the name. But generally, even on those websites, with a minute left, generally they suspend all betting. Like, you can't bet anything. No, so I no. feel like this guy almost knew that. Like, it's pretty interesting that only at a minute ten he decided to put in this wager. I don't know. He knew. you got to wonder how – and I would look into this guy, see how uh, big a batter he is, what he does. If he's there often, do you know the guy? You ever
2: see the guy there? I don't know. I mean, you know just, what? I prob—I would. I probably—you might have seen I his mean, face, game. You, you might. You, I, I don't you know. I haven't that, seen but, a picture of the guy. If I could see a picture, here's the, of the truth guy, of the matter: he's going to get
4: something out of this because if you put this in front of—I mean, it's their fault. Their machine wasn't—you
2: know—it it doesn't matter if it was a glitch. That's their problem. Unfortunately, no, no. For, but for this falls. Guy, this falls in. This listen, it's the government, dude. All right, it's government regulated. This falls sure. into the same category, guys. That if you go to an ATM machine and you take out four hundred bucks, money, let's right? say, you, yeah, yeah, you've, let's say you've got four hundred dollars to your name in your bank account, you go and you say, you know what, I'm in Vegas. Let me go to the ATM machine. I'm staying at the El Cortez with Cam, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm
1: going to. Be, uh, we're at the I'm El Cortez. Sure. I'm not sure if there's four hundred there,
2: Gabe. Yeah, I think the El Cortez—that's yeah, the machine—only goes up to 200. They're they uh, don't, don't have any fives and, fives, been, and uh,
3: fives and tens. H&M well, you know what? It's been, funny. They're uh,
2: stolen, probably.
4: They don't even have one. I don't
2: think. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's funny, you say that because it's funny you say that because in Utah, I can't believe it. I look out the window and the guitarist of Homicide is mowing the lawn. He nice. Live here. Hey, the, what's going on here? That's a really right nice now? thing He's doing to do. This out of like, Got to get guys, done, right? For the,
3: thanks for the space. Hey, Marazzi, it's a quality guy. I wish somebody he's would mow my well, well done. Uh, he's <laughs> got to Look it. out,
2: it's shocking. Oh, I, could, I can hear it, too. The like... <laughs> No, he's, you know what it is? He actually works in landscaping. I think he's bored, oh, and so he's yeah. like, you know, you know we're yeah, getting a free a house in Jam House. and mowing the lawn. Oh, be a nice guy. Hold on, I'm going to show the video. Look, here's the video. Here it is. It's golf. Get that guy in golf. You got a metal head and an iron maiden t-shirt mowing a lawn look <laughs> well let me get a shot of them here <laughs> you know when I was in when I was in Union City the other night and North Bergen I'd never seen that before they're ATMs they spit out tens turs wow, oh in that's the ho- weird in the- Gabe,
4: in the hood, they where I'm at, they they give you five dollars even. Now there's guys. No. this is true. This is true story. There's, there's five dollars in a, ATMs.
2: They'll pay a dollar seventy
4: five to get five bucks out. No, seriously, like, that's how stupid these people are. They'll pay a dollar seventy five to take five ten bucks out of the machine. I say, dude, you're literally paying ten percent
3: on your money to get that money out. It's amazing. I gotta tell hard. you guys. I gotta tell you okay, guys something so, too. Being Being a horse racing guy, this is where the biggest scam is because, you know, post time, you know how many tickets have been taken back where the race hasn't gone out yet, but they're looking at the calculated times before the race because it's never the same way. But when it's on the computer and you bet it, they'll say race one, noon, race two, 12. Get a local book, try to screw you. They get backlogged. Oh, yeah, they screwed me
2: hard. did the local book screw um, you for a big horse race that they said, no, no, yep, you bet it after it started,
3: but you 20, really did it. You 21, bet it right. 21,000. No, it was a legitimate bet. And a long time ago, me and Blessing hit a pick five at Aqueduct. We won $21,000 and they didn't pay us. So I've had a lot of. That's what they said. Why? They said you, said you, they said you bet do? it too late? Yeah, yeah, but we didn't. I they bet it like three minutes before the race. That's the thing. When people hit it big, they can look back at the clock and go, oh, that race went off then. No, it didn't. I'm watching the damn card. That's the problem, Gabe. When you have the software and the numbers are already in, they can always rely back to that stuff. That's why horse sure. racing, a lot of people are very, very angry at it because it's the easiest sport to get screwed on. Now, I'm surprised more things like this don't No, I was
2: going to say, like you said, so if you've got money in your bank machine, you go in and it spits out thirty-eight thousand dollars. You clearly don't have thirty-eight thousand dollars in your bank machine. It spits sure. it out. You're gonna what are you gonna do? You're gonna leave it on the floor? No. It just spit it out in your name. But you don't get to go blow it at the strip club and then say in the morning, "Well, tough shit, you guys, fucked. you <laughs> well, guys shouldn't have spit wrong. it out, right?" <laughs> yeah, yeah like, I guarantee How you, the you bank and the cops are going to be knocking on your door the uh, next day, saying, "Where's the thirty-eight thousand that we spit out to you last night?" And then maybe they'll I give you a five hundred or a thousand for being nice and giving it back. You know what I mean? But it's a crime to take not. it.
4: It's the same way. I actually worked in my previous career. I worked at a bank, and I remember. One time a guy got like 35 K put in his account and he comes into the bank and he's like asking me, he's like, he asked me, Hey, can I uh, talk to you over in the, the office? I said, yeah, sure. So what's going on? He said, he said, well, I just got, I just got a big deposit in my account. He's like, I was wondering if, if we can go about getting that money out. I said, Oh, that's great. I said, what happened? He goes, I don't know. He goes, it just came into my account. I don't know what it's from. I said, well, dude, I said, no offense, but I'm looking at your account your average balance doesn't seem to coincide with the money in here. I go, you might want to just put a report in. I, I wouldn't touch that money. And he's like, oh, yeah. And He's like, I didn't really think of that. He's like, I just thought someone was, you know, maybe I had a dead end or something that had a of money. I said, yeah, dude, I, I wouldn't touch that money because uh, you're going to go. But I used to, Gabe, look forward to um, you know, Martin Luther King Day because I used to have a bookie that was so oblivious to anything that he didn't know games went on during the day. So I would, I would, tend in, I would pick three games that had already happened, and I would bet them. Now I would wow. try to like, wow. I wouldn't bet a lot. You know, I just bet a little. You know, a couple hundred bucks. You know, me and my friend would do it, and we, you know, it was that one year where we would get by one day a year, and we'd bet it. And he eventually caught on after like two years of it. He's like, he's, you know, and we we actually hit him a couple different times for other things, but he was so oblivious at the that. Like some of these guys don't even understand. Like they don't even know that. Some of these
2: sites have glitches and like they'll put like, you know I what's funny?
4: Remember, yeah.
2: Sure. No, I was gonna say same similar story. So me and Cam know these guys and these guys are pretty serious dudes, all right? Not the type of dudes that you know they'd get you know, put it this way, it wouldn't have ended well for you, big man, if you were betting game after it started type sure. of guys, right? Sure, I know, yeah. I know. So, yeah, 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 so yeah. these these guys so once there was the UFC, all right? And they had the wrong favorite. The wrong favorite was like minus 500. It was the wrong guy. So I actually knew the guys and stuff, so I actually called them on a Saturday night. They don't answer. I sent them a text. They don't answer. I'm thinking, well, I don't know, know, guys. I guess you you guys don't care. I finally get through the guy. And he goes, what's so important? He's all pissed. What's so important? (laughs) What's going on? Saturday night, right? I said, I'm trying to help you, you know, like what's going on is you guys have a massive favorite that there's no hope in hell he loses at plus 450. You've got the wrong guy favorite on the book. And I said, I didn't bet it because you know, I said, I know it's a mistake, but I said, people will. You know what he told me? He goes, let him bet it. He goes, the guy will probably lose anyways. The guy lost.
4: Yeah, that's sometimes. off is
2: leaving it on. Damn, bookies, bookies eh? Like if these guys can You know, <laughs> I'm talking about too. Just leave it. He goes, "Oh, let him bet." He goes, "These scared. stupid." He goes, "These stupid lemons will probably lose anyways." He goes, "They're all going to lose." He goes, "They'll lose that's anyways." Really and then he goes, "I'll take my chance." He goes, "I'll take my chance." He won. the The underdog nice. won. He told me <laughs> after. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, they bet like forty eight thousand on that. He started laughing. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, it's
4: funny because when the guy that I'm talking about, this guy didn't use like it, you actually like would text him the games you wanted, and he would go off of whatever like the website had when the game started. He would just go off that. So I didn't have to reference this anything. I would just call in and be like, All right. Like, he would he would go, Okay, whatever the website says, that's what we're on. So I would send him the number. There were Saturdays, big college baseball so Saturdays, where you have like a hundred games. And one, of the, one or two or three of the games would have, like, you'd have, like, Wyoming against, like, Arkansas Pine Bluff, and Pine Bluff would be, like, a 20-point favorite. And it's like, you know, it's just a, it's way off. And It happened, we would just it send happened these in. Big man.
2: It happened years yeah. ago in Montreal, and where I'm from. So, this is about 20 years ago. And they had the lottery, sports lottery. And yeah. same thing. So... But they're pretty yep. sharp in Quebec. Like, they they know what they're doing. So they have, but they, they they got caught off guard. This is, like, pretty much, like, pre-internet days. The internet just was around. You know what I mean? It's yep. so not everyone knew everything mm-hmm. right away in these days. So there was a hurricane and extreme weather in Portugal. They usually play their league of games on Saturday. They moved <laughs> up to Friday, big men. All right? Yeah, Only true. people in, like, little Portugal knew. You know, it was hardcore. Like, this is, like, 22 <laughs> years ago. Like, like I said, the internet, this is, like, early, like, late 90s type thing. The internet wasn't everywhere. And not everyone had it, and, you know. So, all the old men and everyone that's sitting in the Portuguese cafes knew that the games were moved up. They knew the results of the game. And then everybody, basically, in a six-block radius in Montreal, little Portugal took out everything that they owned like literally like one guy bet like hundred and thirty thousand dollars in tickets like they it was one of those deals where they went to the bank they said you know what this is free money it's free money the games are already over and the government doesn't know so they won all this money they nailed the sports lottery for like three million dollars four million dollars but Lotto Quebec was like, you know, it's interesting that only people in a four block radius seem to know know this, right? So yeah, basically sure. they said, We're not, we're not paying you. They said, We're not paying you. We're not paying you. You guys knew you made the bets in bad faith. People yeah, said, you No, you're gonna pay us. They went to court and people's money were tied up forever. And the government said, you can take your money back right now or we're going to hold your money we go to court and you'll get your money back when the case right. is over or whatever happens. So they threatened. A lot of people went to court and the judge sided with the government and said, you guys knew. It was bad faith. You knew. And they were like, oh, this is garbage. And then the exact same thing happened like two years later in Toronto, Cam, you remember, with the German soccer. Yep,
3: in Ontario, yep. Correct.
2: Yep. Ontario paid, though. Ontario paid and they said, did. F off. This will never happen tax. again. Yeah, so, all right, we'll, we'll we'll hit this up more on the other side. Okay, oh, Cardano just sent me bid with the guy. I'm going to see if I know him as a regular. People in the chat think this guy's a hustler and he's trying to play FanDuel. I'm starting to think the same thing. He knew what he was doing. I agree. Kind of.
1: Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day.
2: Game Conversations, Ready to Break Radio continues. I'm Gabriel Marazzi, Cap Stewart, big man on campus with us. Talking bookies and bets. So I see a video. I see the guy. I've seen him there before. I don't know him well, but I've seen him. I've seen him milling around. I don't think he's a hustler. I think he just rolled up and fell ass backwards into this. There's going to be lawyers that uh, take this. All right, we got we got a lot of ethical questions coming in for Cam, actually, for one reason or another.
3: Oh, um, I mean, people, uh, the ethics asking about... <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, I think they know you're the one that actually changes price tags on steaks and, rest- and grocery stores.
3: Uh, I, I got a friend who's a butcher. I can't really lie.
2: Come on, <laughs> it, admit it. Have you ever peeled, have you ever put a cheaper price tag on a stick before? Yes or no?
3: Yes, I have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> but I actually have a new way to go, too. There's there's a lot of things that you can do with the price gun and people don't understand like the cuts of meat so sometimes like when the blade steaks are three ninety nine, and the sirloin is like nineteen ninety nine 99 a pound sometimes the kid prevails to uh, you know Gabe move it to the new price so I basically have a couple things in my freezer like I got a tenderloin for $18 that's basically about a $90 cut of meat and I did the same thing with chicken wings I got like 100 wings for like $4.99 because it was like the bargain it was like, it was like chicken necks He had the price for so you got to be really smart in the grocery store <laughs> i'll look be for, honest, look for man. value big man <laughs> while, while we're being all
4: ethical here I, i'll admit uh yeah i was i don't know i was probably i was barely 18 i was a kid It was about 10 years ago down in south i went to the acme acme's like uh, you know it's like a regular grocery store and a friend of mine worked the self checkout so he would like be the guy that made sure no one took anything so i got into him i said hey listen bro i mean uh just let me go buy scan a couple things it'll be good um you know it was times when i was you know times were tough I'd get a whole cart and i'd uh, leave for about forty bucks and uh you know i i don't look back and uh i don't look at that and I'm not proud of that but uh yeah i mean we i think we've all done that kind of kind of stuff uh it's not uh it's not stuff you look back on but the bookie stuff is you know you gotta try to get an edge um you know they didn't initially i don't think they 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 didn't say anything so it was just like you just play stupid. It's not a legal game or can to be stupid, you know. Uh, and uh, <laughs> just that I died. <laughs> All
2: right. So, um, speaking of stupid, I'm looking, uh, and I'm not the only one that's looking pretty stupid right now, as the um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nobody expected them to be two and zero. A big win against the Philadelphia Eagles. Carson Wentz comes back right now, so. You know the bubble burst. They weren't going to win every game for the rest of the rest of uh, you know the history of the world. The Philadelphia Eagles, they lose a game, but nice timing to get Carson Wentz back this week against the Colts.
4: Yeah, you know you might think I'm crazy here, but I'm not really. I'm a little worried about this. I mean, you don't have many weapons right now in this team, and you have a guy coming back. Jason Peters is injured. Um, you know the last thing I want to see is Carson Wentz going out of his way to run with the football, make plays. It's just a bad time right now for this Eagles offense. There's not a ton to really get excited about. There's so many injuries. Um, You know, I think they've missed out on maybe going after a free agent. I I would have, again, looked towards a Des Bryant type. They've worked out Jordan Matthews. Supposedly they're going to bring him in. He knows the offense, which I couldn't care less about Jordan Matthews. But I worry about Carson Wentz in this game going forward because, you know, right now this – He's going to have to make some plays. There's a lot of pressure on the kid, and uh, coming off the, the two injuries, it's uh, it's worrisome from a fan perspective because they couldn't get open on Sunday, and they were playing a, a defense. I think you and Cam both know. No Brent Grimes, no Hargraves. Conti was in and out of the lineup. It's a bad defense, uh, and i I worry going forward against teams like the Vikings. They got to get people healthy. Alshon Jeffrey, Mac Hollins, Darren Sproles. You got to get those guys in there. It's uh, it's a skeleton crew right now.
3: Well, speaking of Tampa Bay, Indianapolis. Colts. Man. I know, Gabe. Yeah, I don't know, Gabe. What do you think about the Colts there? Don't you think that line would have opened up? It just seems well, I was like on them against six. Washington. Like... Me, too. I was, I was on, on them against Washington, but
2: it's tough to bet on a team two weeks in a row on the road, though. That's the thing. I sort of feel like this is where the Eagles blow somebody out. You know, they haven't blown anybody out in a while. Um, but it's six and a half. I'm not, you know, especially with Carson Wentz's first game back. As big man exactly. mentioned, you know their their depth is a little thin, and the Colts can move the ball. You got Andrew Luck; he can play pitch and catch, right? You're always in a game if you have Andrew Luck. I'm not in a hurry to lay the six and a half here. Also, keep in mind um, weather in the area looks to be bad on Sunday.
4: I I was actually going to go to the game, but I, I see it's going to be really bad weather, and you know, I, you know, again, it's it's early in the season, so I try to wait till later. But I would worry about the weather maybe in this game. You're, you're right; it's. A lot of points. Eagles generally cover at home, but you know, right now this team's reeling a little bit. That they need people back. I mean, you're you're really trying to go off the scrap heap and bring in, you know, just random. Like I, I, consider bringing in Corey Coleman, someone like that. Just get someone in here that can catch the football. They uh, they don't have much of
2: that right now. All right, let's but look man, at the. So uh, you uh, uh, were going to mention Tampa Bay, Cam. You were going to mention I was, Tampa Bay. I, what I,
3: were you going to say? I. I I am going to mention Tampa Bay. I'm just going to say we all, I know everybody and their mother, smart people still had these guys under six and a half wins, two and oh now. Fitzpatrick thick looking like he's Conor McGregor in press conferences with the bling and the hairy chest popped out there. He thinks, hey, he's a, he's a man about town, but we know the NFL's a week-to-week league and the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the most disappointing teams out of the gate, big man. I think this is a good spot for them, only laying one. I know the defense has been suspect, but uh, Tampa might be in for a rude awakening after uh, riding high on their laurels after going 2-0. and What do you think? I, think? I
4: think one interesting thing, and I'm sure you guys will agree with me, is The NFL can only put – you can only put totals so high, you know, in the NFL and these other places. And, you know, you look at this total and you have to ask yourself, on what planet does this game not go way over? I mean, I think you're right, though. And and I'm thinking about suing Fitzpatrick for for stealing my look. I mean, I I, I put that look out every day. And uh, he's like, he's trying to jump in on my action. But,
2: um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've never liked Fitzpatrick. I've always thought he's looked like a goofball with the beard, but this is the now best look he's got him. going on. Yeah, I think it's, yeah I think the, exactly. he dyed his hair blonde. It works blonde, and yeah. even it I can't like hate Carter on McGregor. Fitz. I'm like, yeah, yeah like, you look good, he looks cool, and he's throwing for 400 yards a week. I can't hate on the guy, you know? No, and, and you've you got to you lose his offense. I mean, it is really good. I mean, Joe
4: Eaton's off for the Steelers right now. They're a team that, you know, seemingly has all sorts of problems off the field. You've Antonio Brown issues. you got Le'Veon issues. I don't hate taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, but I'm looking more. T- I mean, how's this game not 34-27, 37-31? I mean, 53 is, is, I'd do 55, 56, 57. I think this game gets into the 60s. Uh, it's going to be a good, fun Monday nighter,
2: I'd imagine. All right, let's talk some college football, guys. I'm looking right now at the top 25 slate. What's the big game uh, this week? Stan- Stanford-Oregon's
3: uh, pretty a pretty big game. Yeah, both undefeated one-
2: right there. Alabama, Texas. TCU, Texas. I know there's Wisconsin a few, but I'm looking Iowa? at, like, I'm looking, yeah, Wisconsin just lost, though. I'm looking at undefeated. It's like, what's the real, it's the big one. So, Stanford and Oregon, winner gets the 4-0. That's very big. And uh, LSU and Oregon. And I tell you what, we, we, we didn't expect to cut out this <laughs> start this year, but we really, really <laughs> play some good football right now. I mean, big man, like here you, they are.
3: I like them a lot. You've got to take LSU for real. I
2: took them against Auburn. And um, you know Joe Burrow makes a big difference. He's not the best quarterback in the country, but he's a massive upgrade of what they had. And it just makes the other kids on the team more confident, knowing that you know what we actually can get touchdowns. We can score. We can we can move the ball now. It's tough when you know, like oh man, like the defense. We better score because our, our offense can't score. The kids are just you know LSU have NFL caliber talent. They're a dangerous football team uh, right now. LSU. They're they're in the in, they're in the title mix uh, now. Big man, you can't deny it. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not Danny Etling now. It's not Anthony, you know, Jennings. It's it's they have a
4: legitimate quarterback. It, and Look, he needs to get better throwing the football. He still lacks a, a good completion percentage, but yeah, you're right. It, it's something. And, and defensively, we know they're very good. I mean, they're a good defensive football team. I, I think all roads are going to unfortunately to Alabama, and we all know that. But I think in, in a game like this, yeah, I think LSU's got that running game. The other always going to want to play in the low twenties. Uh, that that's just what they do. And, and they have probably the two most impressive wins in the country. But who has two more impressive wins than LSU? Do you know anybody?
2: I can't seem to find one. No, so far, so so nope. far, they're, they're nope. off Miami and,
3: and Auburn. That's pretty damn good to me. And uh, their defense is lethal. They get locked tech this week. There. Yeah, which, is, which, guys. which
4: is a scary game because you gave, you have, a, a, trap. You You're have right. a lot of, you have a lot of look ahead this week and, and there's, You're you're starting to see these. There's one, for instance, I think you have a double, you have a a sandwich look-ahead game off a big win. I'm talking about the BYU Cougars. They got Washington on deck. They're off a gigantic win, and they're playing an FCS opponent. Nobody knows this, but McNeese State are a good football team. They're top 15 in the FCS. They're very good. They bring back a lot of players from last year. This is a team that I wouldn't screw around with. If you're getting a decent amount of points here, it could be an interesting spot because BYU, as we know, the struggle for this team, it always is offense. And they're still not a great offensive team. You got Penn State traveling to Illinois. Okay, Illinois, for anyone who doesn't know, this is Lovey Smith's best team. And they have a lot of players coming back. They had a massive group of suspensions. They have corners, safety, tight ends all coming back this week. You get Penn State, look ahead to Ohio State. They're laying a gigantic number. You're getting four touchdowns in this game with an Illinois team with a good run game. And this Penn state team guys, they have struggled against the run. They're giving up over four and a half yards to carry. I think they're 106 in the country against the run. I have some concerns about Penn state. There's all sorts of look at games, sandwich games, tough road games. You gotta be aware of those now that that we're in week three, week four, week five.
2: You know what game I want to talk about and bring up and we talk about LSU and I've criticized the SEC over the last couple of years, stating that they're very good, they're top heavy. But you know, Florida been a joke, and you know, Ole Miss have been a mess. And you go down the list, and I think the SEC has been a little overrated the last couple of years. But this year they're damn good. Like this, this the, the LSU. This, this is a good SEC. You know, between Except Auburn Arkansas, and LSU, Gabe. they
3: suck. Yeah, when Ar- <laughs>
2: well, Arkansas. Wow, screw Arkansas. Uh, no offense to anyone tuning <laughs> yeah, in Arkansas, but. <laughs> A team a team that we're not talking about right now. And I told people they're gonna be a good team this year. And I was on them against the Florida Gators, the Kentucky Wildcats. And this isn't just all Kentucky. They, you know, they got lucky against Florida. They beat Central Michigan 35 20. They a convincing 27 16 road win against the Florida Gators. Handle their business against Murray State. Smack them down 48 10. I know Mississippi or Mississippi State are a dangerous team and Mississippi State went into uh, to K-State and Manhattan and pick them apart but they suck. I think K-State, I think Kentucky uh, they got the speed that K-State doesn't have. Kentucky's going to play with Mississippi State. I think the numbers too high to be laying this pointage on the road here. I like Kentucky as a home dog, guys. Yeah, it's you
4: know, it's a team that Mississippi State that I'm very high on, but the the truth of the matter is that they're on the road here. Mark Stoops has done a nice job. I'm not a big fan of his but he's done a great job at, at Kentucky so far you know beating you know beating Florida I mean hadn't happened since before I was born amazing stuff. Uh, they have a really solid run game there at, at, at Kentucky Benny Snell a terrific player but but I don't want to jump in front of Mississippi State I just don't I think with Moorhead, this is a this is a special offense but you know Kentucky's a team that not many people concern themselves with. Uh, they are at home here should be a great crowd down in Lexington. I think they're starting to see that football is a little bit more important here than 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 it might be. You know, it's a basketball uh, city and state. But yeah, I, I think the
2: number what what do you have on the number there, Gabe? I saw I believe it. Let me let me double check. I thought I saw ten I, and a I half would think here. Oh, yeah, I was thinking you're getting double. Which I was surprised to, right? it was that high. I don't you yeah, know, I you know, I think people are underestimating Kentucky a little bit here. Yeah, I, I think a well, lot let me of confirm, let me confirm,
3: confirm. It's 10 right now. It's 10, 10 flat, Gabe. 10, 10 flat. 10. Did you know, right, oh, yeah, For Yeah. I'd half. be
4: more I'd be more looking to get two touchdowns here. I, I would have made it like 14 personally, but you know, I, I don't know if 10's enough Gabe really. Just because you know, I, I would like 14 and a half or something like that. But hey, listen, you seem to have a decent read on on the Wildcats. and uh, you know, I, I like to look, you know, especially in this week this is your last week for non-conference play, really. And you're going to have, you know, like Central Michigan, guys. These are really small games, but they play Maine, the Black Bears of Maine. This this Central Michigan team is not good. They're a bad football team. This Maine team has already right. beaten Western Kentucky. They're a good football team. Some of these teams, you're getting points. You're looking towards taking overs in games like these. Uh, some of these little schools who, you know, kind of going out and playing bigger teams. Look towards an Eastern Michigan playing San Diego State. The Aztecs are off a big win, a controversial win. EMU is a good football team. They're a great team against the number. Um, I'm really kind of looking towards that this week. Looking that's towards quite a dogs. trip
2: for Eastern Michigan. It is. That's quite and, and a trip that's for Michigan, though. Yeah, that's the one knock. But
4: I'll tell you, you know, and we kind of I think we talked about. It. I want to say I talked about it with you, Gabe. Uh, Army uh, last week against uh, the, the Hawaii uh, Rainbows. They ended up covering the number. Yeah. It wasn't easy, but Hawaii yeah. jumped out to a big num- big lead in that game. Um, I'm looking for random spots. Let look ahead games, sandwich games, um, and then there's small schools that you know kind of in tough spots against uh, you know maybe a, a better than average
2: FCS team. I'm going to kick the tires deeper on that uh, on LSU game, as you mentioned. Sure. Laying 21 points against Louisiana Tech. Suddenly, everyone's like all that. high. And, you know, I took I, – I cashed the ticket with the Jets against the Detroit Lions. And then, mm. you know, oh, you couldn't turn on a TV or open a newspaper computer without hearing about how great the Jets were and Sam Darnold was suddenly. I was like, the Dolphins will beat them. And now, suddenly, yeah. LSU, yeah. who's been playing, you know, with a chip on their shoulder and, you know, hey, we're going to show people we don't suck and we're going to – you know, our coach they- isn't going to get fired – now you're laying 21 points. I guarantee you the kids on LSU are walking around like you know, like they're king on campus this week. Now you get Law Tech coming in. Remember, big man and Cam. LSU have had trouble with some of these belt teams coming in here. Remember, Troy That's game true. all they can handle. I think they've even lost before to some of these games before.
3: They lost to Troy.
2: Yeah, this is a. Uh, they did, is, didn't they? they,
4: they? Yes, they because did. They lost here's what have right. taking Louisiana Tech. And it's a great, I think it's a great call by you because, you know, you don't want, I don't want to lay points like this with LSU. I, I'm looking to get points from them. I'm looking to maybe yes. lay six and a half, something like that, especially with conference play on deck. This is an in state team that you know, I look for these little brother matchups. You know, these, you know, let's say a. a, a How's Tech uh, look so far
2: this year, big man? I haven't seen them. How's Tech well, so look so far?
4: Well, look, they're a lot tech. They're not an explosive team with Kenneth Dixon and. Jeff Driscoll like they had years ago. They're not that explosive team, but I think they're good enough to hang in this game. And, you know, I think a lot of these kids, you look for games like this. You look for the the school, you know, the East Carolina against North Carolina. The, the guys that weren't recruited by LSU because they're not good enough, you know, it's always a step up. It's always an exciting game. It's a game you circle on your calendar. You're going to give more in this game. And I think it's by Cam and you, it's just a great find. I think it's really worth, especially with conference play, Lumen
2: rightwager.com rightwager.com you can find Donnie Wrightside and Big Man on Campus rightwager.com follow Big Man on uh, Campus at Twitter at Jeff Nadu. watch his videos over at sportsbookreview.com Game Time Decisions Ready to race? Radio continues
1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game time decisions.
2: Game time. Decisions. I am Gabriel Barazzi alongside a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. am not really sure what day it is anymore. I guess it's Tuesday, right?
4: Tuesday, that's yeah,
2: Tuesday. Not really sure, uh, never really sure where we are.
3: <laughs> did you hear a lawnmower? Radio, buddy. Yeah, I did. I heard your buddy fire up that lawnmower pretty good. It was nice. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, but what about right now? We got to... No, I can't hear it now. I just hear the intro music and you. I can't hear the lawnmower.
2: Okay, good. We'll see.
3: Yeah, we got a guy mowing a lot out here. Right.
2: <laughs> level two thanks to big man on campus for joining us yeah you
3: know, I, I can hear it a little bit in the background there it's nice yeah in yeah, my place i got the, the polish landscaping team they're pretty uh, effective in and out in and out nice and quick I don't have much of a lawn to cut, though. you see, my place, Gabe. It's basically just a couple patio decks and a barbecue. So they just go, like, they, they can do it with a weed whacker. They don't need a machine.
2: Yeah, you'd, you'd be pretty jealous here, uh, Cab. So you saw the ACDC pinball machine we've got going on. It sounds like a really nice uh, party pack. We've, we've got an got ACDC right pinball. Yeah, we got a pool table, foosball table. Ooh,
3: Lo- I love it. I love uh, it. It's been a long time.
2: Now, tonight, our uh, our host's girlfriend, I was unaware because I just said, you know, I always see these ads for Dairy Queen. And Dairy Queen's only in the suburbs, and I'm never in the suburbs. So, there's a Dairy Queen cam literally three blocks from here. So, it's not fast food. It's fan food. So, I was going to go get some fan food. Yeah, I just told the guys. I said, yeah, as soon as the radio show's over at 7, I'm going to Dairy Queen to get some uh, fan food. And I was informed. No, 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 no. No, even better. Um, evidently, we have a, a girl coming over, and she's making a, a turkey dinner with mashed potatoes and gravy oh, and god. turkey and everything.
3: Oh, god! Oh, it's amazing. That sounds great. Oh man, that's 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 home cooking, buddy. Welcome to the suburbs.
2: Yeah, we had a big barbecue uh, yesterday. Uh, this nice. morning, nice. we had. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, great host uh, here. So, yeah, we got through. We got through some songs. Oh, he sounds today. like a good guy. And. Uh, it's tear-your-face-off type stuff, man. Like, uh, real, real good. It's taxing, man. It's frustrating. Like, it's... It's like lo- using your brain. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you, you have to solve, like, some t- tough math problem or something like that? Like, that's what, like, writing songs is like. It's, it's a very torturous process. But once it's done, it's cool. But, you know, we haven't done this in a while either, right? So... Yeah, it's it's an experience, but um I can't say where I can't say my life is boring. I'll tell you that much.
3: No, that's not another chapter in the book. It's not what is it today? Oh, it's it's always something day. National cheeseburger day today. Like it wasn't cheeseburger day last week. It's always something. Poutine day, it's getting, you know, chicken it's getting wing stupid. day, hot dog day. It is getting stupid. Cheeseburger day? Like no, I didn't hear that, but anyway, that's what they say. It's turkey day for you.
2: Yeah, it looks like it'll be Turkey Day for us, or it'll be Dairy Queen Day. <laughs> yeah, or Turkey. Fan food, not Tur- Vaseline, Turkey Day, exactly.
3: Or-, or chicken tenders with fries and gravy. It's a, uh, it's, it's a winner either way, Marenti. You're, win- you're winning on the uh, on the food department tonight for sure.
2: I didn't bet. Um, I didn't bet the baseball last night. I should have. I liked the Dodgers last night. We talked I did, about I did, it later. I did good Last
3: night, those dogs were. Uh, I went two of and cor- one with the dogs. Of course uh, you matches, did. You hit your matches, teaser. Ever, yeah, Yeah everything's I coming up you, camp man, stewart no, I, it's not really coming up me i'm not going to lie to you this this idea for the super contest and i'm glad i didn't put my m- own money into it and i got a percentage of the team it's ridiculous <laughs> like it's the stupidest concept that i've ever known i told you the commissioner i think it was a bad idea from the get-go so this is how it works gabe so last week the team that won the total amount of points in the fantasy football league their teammate gets to do the picks great idea john so we go in there and then. Uh, so this week, what did they do? That's it's the a super thing. contest format. One of, yeah, one and one and four, one and four. So Seattle was the last game. So yeah, this is it's a train wreck. We're already uh, you know behind the eight ball there. I, I just I just don't think it's a real uh, good way to do anything, especially since some of these guys are more fantasy than gambling. It's just stupid. It's like it's a big amount of money to go in the contest. Um, and as you know, you got to pay the. Proxy. Who's in the contest? Who's who's just, in it? Uh, who's, guys who's that the you team? know, former friends. Uh, oh, there's like 40 guys. That's the thing. It could be there's any one of four. The whole league is the team. The league is the team. So this is what I'm trying to explain to yeah. you. The team that gets the most points of either two or it's three pretty guys. Simple, though. With, the, the guys. That, the guys that
2: the are picks. in. The guys that are in the gambling industry should be the ones doing the picks. It's pretty simple.
3: That's <laughs> what I told him. That's what I said. He goes, "No, we're going to do it this way." Guys, you know what I mean? Way. You've got I'm a couple of guys it. that have been I in the, the gaming industry in a long yep. time. Just let them make the picks. Yeah. You know? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you have guys that used to be in a sports book run it instead of guys who are uh, Rex Burkhead? No, it's uh, no, it's not working. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't invest my money in it because they were they wanted. Well, to we went two one in four like, too. No, I'm not. I'm not yeah well hey, welcome to the club but my picks were let, let's talk about ours though like we had the colts outright we had miami outright like personally I had, a, I had a plus week so you know it's just unfortunate that that's the way the super contest stuff's done like what are you going to do now when you when you're i know it's a long season game but going out of one and four with how many people are in the contest you know it gets uh, to be a tough hill to climb
2: you can only do it Some twice teams
3: yeah, you can only do it twice. You
2: can only do it twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, good point. <laughs> and maybe yes. once. Maybe once this year. Maybe like, once, you know, exactly. Yeah, like we're five, four and one right now. We're not done, That's but we are. We're, we're spinning we're our five, five. I think
3: we're five and you five. Know? Yeah,
2: we're five and five. We're just You're not done. You're not good. done at five and five.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, it, it yeah. sucks, but actually, you no, know, no, all sorry, it takes four, is a I five think and We're four and six.
3: We're four and six. That's uh sorry. You're not screwed
2: at four and six, but you got to start winning, though. You got to start getting three and twos. Yeah. It's like golf, campus. I would like like to do you some need birdies, birdies. right? I three and like, two is a birdie.
3: Yeah, you, exactly. You need to keep on birding. An eagle would be nice. Four and one's an eagle. Five and O's an albatross, right? That's very, very rare. But uh, no, I, I would like to, as you know. The I think it would have be been good at, like, me and the three guys that you know, and guys who actually gamble for a living to to do it. But uh, I have no say in the matter. So maybe next year we'll get our own team, and the league can do their separate team because. This, uh, the system's not going to work, for sure. It's just pissing away money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so let's get let's get to uh, to Twitter here. We had a couple of ethical questions uh, coming in here for you. Oh, yeah. We'll oh, yeah. want to ask me ethical too.
3: questions? <laughs> sure.
2: All right, so Big Murr says, uh, guys, my brother went to Safeway and saw Big T-Bones for $1.99 each. He grabbed a cart full and went to checkout. The cashier realized it was a big mistake. He argued it. They brought the manager in. And they gave him a couple of steaks um, for the price. What would Cam have done? Now, first off, with, I'll tell I'm you guys with, something right now. Yeah. There's a law in stores, all right? If they scan something, and now nah, that's the law if they overcharge you. I don't know if they undercharge you what the law is.
3: No, the law is, uh, you're absolutely correct, Moretz, because it worked. Uh, Lisa and I did it at sh- uh, at uh, the Shoppers Drug Mart. <sighs> if they actually have a wrong price tag you by law and you go up and say no it was this way they have to give it to you for free it's a stipulation of uh some of the stores and i've seen it i've actually seen it in action and for them to actually to to have a wrong price on a stake like that i understand you're not going to get the whole thing but that's that's employee employee an employee made a wrong decision with the gun or whatever he should at least get a couple for free and uh I think they should be discounted. I understand how they're not going to give you the whole batch, but they got to give you a coupon or something because you know what? You're just, you're just doing your job. You're shopping. Like I've seen the same thing happen when they had utility turkeys on. It was supposed to be 88 cents, but uh, there was a screw up and it worked out to like 33 cents where I saw guys from convenience stores filling up their trucks, their cars. Like there was basically people putting them in death grips for extra turkeys around Christmas season. Like these things happen, man. So you know, it's up to the store to figure out what's going on. But you were right. If there's a wrong price, you can actually, by law, get it for free.
2: I saw that. Uh, I saw the people in Toronto the other weekend um, were fighting over corn.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, true story. Did you hear about this? So yeah, they went. Uh, it was at a no-frills. like people were pushing well, each, each other right, over uh, and
2: punching each other for
3: for cheap corn. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Basically, uh, I'll tell you the whole story. Uh, it's, uh, for all of our friends uh, across North America, it's out uh, of no frills. Yeah, your buddy's getting close now. I can feel that lawnmower. It's almost cutting my hair. For people that don't know, they have a discount store, Gabe. Okay? These cobs of corn were going on for 14 cents. 14 cents per cob, okay? So people are ripping the hotches, They're going nuts. So some guy basically was a big guy. So he gets there, and he starts taking all the corn. Ding, 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 ding. And people are like, hey, are you going to save us some corn? And this other guy gets in there, and there was a fist fight. Like, they opened up, like, punches thrown in a no-frills grocery store over 14-cent corn. Yes, corn. Like, you really? get, I've There's seen you. Stuff. You've done desperate stuff, Uh-oh. but you is wouldn't fight, the, over 14 cent that, the, is, fight over 14-cent corn. I'm not going to fight over 14-cent corn. I can hear the pinball machine going in the background, too. Wow, you guys got fast fingers.
2: The ACDC pinball party. Yeah,
3: yeah, Lawnmower, the pinball. No, I I, I admit, like, you know. How many games
2: do you think you played here, Scotty? Oh, probably 150. Uh, Our drummer is addicted to the ACDC pinball.
3: Oh, pinball rocks. It's so much better than other games. Uh, Like, today's games, like, you got to hit X, zero, whatever. Like, I'm playing games with my cousin. I suck. Like, I, I played Pac Man, Arkanoid. Galaga. Like I don't know how to play modern games. So the best thing about pinball is it just gets you in a nice comfort zone. It's a fun game to play. You could suck back a few beers and just get get the timing with the flippers, Moretzi. It's nice. You know
2: what I'm saying? We're gonna start we're gonna start playing for money a little bit, uh here. The guy that owns the guy. Yeah, the guy that owns the table wants to play for money, but you know, the guy owns the yeah. machine,
3: so yeah, that's a good point. He's got a, a clear advantage. I'd rather play clear pool advantage. for money. I'd rather Ooh, play I lo- pool oh, for billiards money. billiards for money? Definitely. Yeah, than pinball. I love billiards. God. When I lived up uh, north, I used to play billiards almost like every night. Like, it was, it's, it's a lot of fun. Great. Yeah. That's the thing about billiards, too. Once you get into that rhythm, it's really nice. Once you start feeling it and get in that zone, it's beautiful. I haven't played pool in a long time. I kind of miss it, actually.
2: It was cold, (laughs) though. I
3: left. Buddy's, like, with the lawnmower,
2: so I leave. I'm like, all right, this guy's not stopping mowing the lawn over here. I come inside. You got ACDC pinball. Now I think he stopped mowing the lawn. It's uh, it's chaos here. It's craziness.
3: (laughs) How many guys you got living in the house?
2: There's uh, five of us here.
3: Five? Okay. And the the woman, uh, one of the guys' ladies is cooking dinner, so she stays. So, yeah, it's a lot of activity even in the suburbs that's a lot of people yeah it's a big it's a massive house
2: though so it's not um normally i don't like staying in places and you know prolonged periods of time but uh, no it's, it's cool here we've we've got some work cool. in um he's he's a cord cutter though no cable here like uh you know it's a musician thing so yeah not not a lot of TVs i asked he I, he's a big leaf fan I said, "What do you do?" He goes. He goes to the bar. He watches the Leaf games at the bar, and uh, he's a Kitchen Arranger season ticket holder. Oh, nice! <laughs> there's, lo- there's a lot of uh, Kitchen Arranger <laughs> gear here around here. I don't know I might have to do. Uh, I might have to do the Sports Rage versus the Machine show on Skype here tomorrow night on the Fantasy Sport Television Network, and I've already been thinking about the backdrop if I have to do it uh, from here. And I think I'll just set up in front of the Kitchen Arranger gear tomorrow night. <laughs>
3: Oh, nice. Either that
2: or I'm setting up in front of a stack, a bunch of Marshall Stacks, which is going to be kind of weird giving football no, picks in cool, front of though. a bunch it's of Marshall cool, Stacks. So,
3: hey, everybody, hey, everybody, it's Gabe. Not only am I a musician in homicide, I got football picks for you. The, actually, I kind of like the Marshall Stacks idea. You do it with instruments and gear in the background, and you give football picks. Trust me, I'd like to get football <laughs> picks from a guy with uh, musical instruments in the back. I think it's a winner. Anyway, but the Kitchener Rangers flag's pretty cool, and I know uh, you have more of a, a, a likening to that team than the Guelph Storm because they were nicer to you uh, at the game.
2: Yeah, I know. I didn't. I can't tell the host here. I asked him. I said, "How do you feel about the Guelph yeah. Storm?" He goes, "I effing hate them." <laughs> yeah, he effing hates them. So I can't. Yeah, I can't. Uh, it's hockey season. I hate to. I hate to admit it, but last night when I was watching the the NFL football game, I had the sports book open, and. Um, what did I see going on, Cam? Live in game, live in game of uh, NHL preseason hockey. I'm a pretty big degenerate, but I'm not a I'm not a massive um, preseason hockey bettor. I'm not going to say I've never bet it, no. but I pick my spots. If I know everybody's out for one team or something like that, I will.
3: No, I I do it once in a while. Yeah, there's big controversy <sighs> last night. Uh, in the uh, Winnipeg-Minnesota game. They actually gave Winnipeg the goal. It didn't go in. And the funny thing is they have no review in the preseason, yet these games are bettable. So there's a big... instance at the end uh where Maurice is meh, 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 meh. Paul Maurice the coach of the Jets is like going "Ah, whatever it went in and it, it didn't go in but uh yeah you, you said it buddy I'm not betting I'm not betting these games unless I know that uh you know kids 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 are call-ups or aren't going to be there certain guys are going to be out or teams really want to use their first string power player or something it's not like the NFL it's uh, it's so much more random but uh we'll see yeah we'll eventually be betting on it soon enough this is a uh, we're only a couple weeks away from this, too. The sports calendar gets really, really busy. It's going to be nuts in a few weeks.
2: Uh, it's my favorite time of the sports year coming up. We'll talk about that yeah, uh, on the other side.
3: When everything's going. Uh, yeah, That's nice. It's
2: so nice. NFL season's in full swing, but you can still win 2018 World Series tickets playing daily fantasy baseball, and the entry is free. Go to dailyroto.com and find out how DKMS is trying to eradicate blood cancer. Not only will you get educated on their wonderful mission, but you're going to find a, f- a link. To free DFS baseball contest throughout the rest of the major league baseball season, hosted by Fantasy Draft, with a prize of two tickets to a 2018 World Series game, for anyone uh, not interested in playing DFS, text FNTSY Sports to 5555 to get involved in a great cause by DKMS and see what you can do to help eradicate blood cancer. That's text FNTSY Sports to 50. Five five five. You'll be better for it. Hey
3: gbc Cardano's tweet. Did I hear you guys say hockey? No. No more. You know, Mike, the season's starting,
2: dude. I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. Get, get I've resisted. It. I'm not talking about it. I I listen, it's, no, sun, we're not it's still sunny out, that. it's summer out. I'm just saying that the sports books had odds up last night for the preseason. They did. It's preseason hockey, I
3: Mike.
1: Game time decisions continues.
2: regular caller bob's called uh, uh bob's called this show before he's, he's called us on a sunday nfl stuff uh, we'll talk some nfl dfs a little bit later on we'll jump into uh point spreads
3: interesting story a, uh, Group of hall team. of famers i got a, I got a golf team for you, you got a golf a team dfs hour yeah man i'll get one for tomorrow too i'm just going to do a, a few teams and uh Big news Why on multiple? Does it start earlier uh, this week? No, no, it's on uh, It's on Thursday, but it's the final tournament of the year, the Tour Championship. They've also changed everything uh, for next year. Uh, they're going from $10 million to $15 million. Also, one thing, they actually listened to us. It's going from four events to three and ending in Labor Day instead of week three of the NFL season. But they're also going to a crazy, crazy formula that we'll talk about later, where the top player starts. Listen to this one, Marenzi, how stupid this is. The top player, so you're leading the FedEx Cup into the final event, you start at minus 10. You start the tournament at minus 10. Then the second and fifth guys start at minus 8, six to 10 at minus 4, all the way down to the guys from 26 to 30. So the top 30 people playing, they start at even. And then the winner of that tournament wins. wins the FedEx, guy. like they're doing staggered starts, so the leader starts at minus 10 in a tournament, he's already 10 under can you believe this stuff, like I, I don't know what the hell these guys are trying to do I like the fact that it's ending sounds earlier, confusing but, to me. Uh, it sound, yeah, it sounds confusing and a lot of people in the, the golf world are like just ripping on it saying, you know what what do we care about, we care about the four majors Molinari winning the Open Kepka winning the U.S. and PGA Masters, Patrick Reed—that's what we remember in the Ryder Cup. So people just this whole FedEx thing—I know they're trying to get it really working. It just doesn't seem to be working on any any levels. But more money, fifteen from ten to fifteen million—that'll keep uh, the golfers rich. The rich get richer, buddy. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. The NASCAR playoffs work
2: because you have your Daytona Five Hundred and stuff, but people can identify with winning the championship. With golf, you don't identify with winning the championship. The championship is the Masters. It's the U.S. Open. It's the it's British Open. It's the majors. Open. Exactly. It's the PGA Championship. Exactly. 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 You can't have people. Like, no one knows what the format is. No one cares. Football started. It's just a cash grab. That's all this golf crap is. It's a cash grab.
3: Yeah, it's a cash grab. It's smart that they're ending it, uh, that they've realized, though, like with the NFL going and other sports, uh, you, can't, you can't be – finishing up on uh, you know week three of the NFL season. So they've at least said, hey, we're going to get to turn the four weeks into three, wrap it up, and then uh, football starts, which is a little bit smarter. So, But the other stuff is pretty, pretty stupid.
2: All right. Uh, so a group of uh, Pro Football Hall of Famers sent a letter to NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, NFLPA Executive uh, Director Demora Smith, and Pro Football Hall of Fame President David Baker telling the trio they want to receive health insurance coverage uh, and an annual salary that includes a share of NFL revenues. And unless they get it, they will no longer ever attend a Hall of Fame uh, ceremony. Now, the list of players in this letter, uh, Eric Dickerson, Marcus Allen, Mel Blunt, Derek Brooks, Jim Brown, Earl Campbell, I believe Derek Brooks' family, etc., Earl Campbell, Richard Dent, Carl Eller, Marshall Falk, Michael Haynes, Ricky Jackson, Ronnie Lott, Curtis uh, Martin, Joe Namath, John Randall, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, Bruce Smith, Jackie Smith, Lawrence Taylor, Kurt Warner, and Reggie White's widow, Sarah White. It is unclear if the letter is requesting these benefits for all former players or are just Hall of Famers. The players note that Major League Baseball players who spend one day on a Major League Baseball roster are entitled to health insurance for the rest of their lives. Pretty cool. So like that, to that, that little midget, cool. Eddie Goodell, he's... He's got, like, health insurance because yeah. he pinch hit once.
3: He, he had a plate appearance, Gabe. He's covered.
2: <laughs> you know what the GM told him, bad. too? Bill Vec told him when he sent he sent Eddie Goodell up to the plate. He said, uh, if you swing the bat, I will kill you. I'll shoot you from the press box. <laughs> <That's>... um,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, these
2: guys, so the players note the Major League Baseball players uh, who spend one day on a Major League Baseball roster entitled to health insurance. Players who spend 43 days on a Major League Baseball roster get a lifelong pension. I did a Major League Baseball broadcast. Do I get, like, uh, lifelong anything? I get lifelong nothing. Uh, In contrast, NFL players receive no benefits. And the players note the NFL is the only uh, only major American corporation that is set up uh, this way. And they raise a good point here. The players contend, while the league always takes a hardline stance in negotiations with players and former players, it has no problem finding money to pay Roger Goodell nearly $50 million a year, or it has no problem for the construction of the Hall of Fame village. Um, They're building a Hall of Fame village at the cost of $1 billion. Uh, They also took uh, Smith to task for his $4.5 million salary. Um, The 100th anniversary of the NFL is approaching in 2020. The players note that 100 years of player exploitation is not worth celebrating, and they will refuse to attend Hall of Fame ceremonies unless the NFL honors its past by helping retired players instead of exploiting their images for marketing purposes. The hardline stance taken by the group of players is meant to uh, establish a template for active players in the next round of CBA negotiations for the expiration of the current deal in 2021. So, in other words, shit's about to get real ugly. That's that's, that's in other words yeah. here in the NFL. Interesting now that the players, the former players, I don't know what they want. I mean, the, it seems like every couple of years a few people bitch in the NFL, and the NFL just sort of throws $600 million at them, or they'll say, all right, listen, here's a billion dollars, now go away. And then a new group of players come and say, well, we weren't part of that's that right. last lawsuit, so now we, we want a part of this. You know, I don't know why Goodell just doesn't sit down, and the owners. I know why they don't because they're greedy son of a bitch bastards. That's why they don't. But <laughs> if you look, like every it's, they raise a good point though, Cam. Like every other, you know how much revenue the NFL raised last year? Seven point three billion. That's more than like a million, like a ton of countries, like seven point three yeah, right, billion. You're right. That's countries'
3: dollars. GMPs. That's uh, yeah. So you're like, absolutely correct.
2: You know, and they're just so. This is how they make the money. And the owners, like the Green Bay Packers made like $380 million in profit last year. You know, like, yeah, the players are getting some money. It's not like every player is underpaid in the NFL, but the salary structure, the way it is, is whacked. The non-guaranteed contracts is whacked. The franchise tag is whacked. You you can go down the list. The fact that the players don't split the uh, luxury suite revenue is whacked. Like the NBA players, if you buy a box cam at like a... um, you buy a box, a luxury box like when we went to that Leaf Ranger game. Yeah. That counts as ticket sales. You know what I mean? Like the Leaf players and the oh, NHL yes. players, the visiting team, that's we're at the game, we're fans at the game, they're getting our money. They're getting a piece yeah, of it. Somebody's paying for the it. The NFL owners, yeah, sure. The NFL owners pulled a fast one on the players and said, "All right, listen, we're going to split all the money in with the tickets, but we're not going to split the money. The the private boxes will be ours." And, you know, at the time, you know, there was like 30 private boxes or whatever in each stadium. And the, the players were like, whatever, man, keep your stupid boxes. Yep. Now, if you look at all these new stadiums, <laughs> the whole stadium's a private box camp. Yep. Yeah, yeah, like Jerry Jones's world, there's like eight rows of seats, boxes. Ten rows of seats, box, boxes. box, box. box yeah, there's box, box, box. Yeah, like... Um, It's the same thing. Like, the CFL, like, the Alouettes did this, where the owners of the Alouettes got the city to pay for renovations. Uh, Oh, we need more seats. All he did is build more boxes. You know, like, it's a little... Like, NFL players don't get the parking and concessions and stuff like that. You know, like, other leagues think of things like this, right? The NFL doesn't. The NFL players are kind of dumb. So they they get pumped, and they get punked out, and, you know, they bitch about it after, but... The NFL owners are cheap. Cam, they're not going to roll over to these former players. They're going to tell the former players to screw off.
3: I know they are. Yeah, they're, they're not going to open up their pocketbooks and give them anything. The fact of the matter, too, is like for what Roger Roger Goodell's salary, it's it's just a slap in the face to every. Like the fact that he makes that much money, Gabe, is disgusting for what he does. It's 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 ludicrous and ridiculous. Hey, but when, when you're the when you're the king of the league, I guess you you can have that kind of salary. But that's nuts. He shouldn't be getting paid. Uh, even close to that percentage, like, it's it's madness to me. Like that is insane amount of money for for what he's doing. You don't think uh, you don't think anybody else could be the commissioner of the league and do just a good a good job, maybe a better job, a much better job a, than Roger Goodell? It, it, like, what's he do? It's a very good point. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's I sickening, mean, actually. Like, it, you know, like, come on, man. Like, like you me and figure you and that can run f- uh, the NFL and 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 be less hated? You know, like come on. Yeah, you like, figure though that they
2: would tell him. You figure that even he would know that it's a little excessive that it's like, it why is. would it, why would we pay you $48 million a year? You know, like, listen, you know, like how much is like a massive contract? Like, you know, like, look, the, how much does Bettman make? Bettman makes a lot too. I think Bettman makes like 24 million a year. Really? Gary, Bettman's salary. Gary, ba- Gary, yeah. Gary Batman salary. How much do you think? Yeah. What would you have guessed? Batman he makes. May- he makes more than I thought. About- all right, my bad, my bad. Million. I'm gonna say, my I'm gonna say, He's...
3: sixteen million. Sixteen. What do you think? What, do, what does he make?
2: It's in the ten million a year range.
3: Ten million? Yeah. Well, I, I still think that's too much for. A, him yeah, this, this is a, You're the commissioner. You're this, the no, commissioner it's a
2: little older though. He he. He just signed an extension though, and he got more. I remember like uh, this is. He got 9.5 million dollars in 2013, bro. like this is as okay. recent as you can find with him. So if he was making 9.5, I think it's about 16 mil. Like it was a big number. I was like, man, he's making a lot. You know it's basically though Goodell's getting paid 50 million dollars a year because he's running a corporation that's basically raising 7.3 billion a year. But as you mm-hmm. stated, I mean, we could take a homeless dude outside of 7 and just, you know, tell him don't do anything and the checks yeah. come in, right?
3: <laughs> just <laughs> tell him don't a, do anything. It's a license to print just money. Just say, don't yeah, do don't it. it. Just no, sit no. in this <laughs> office. Yeah, like we can get a drunk guy.
2: You get a drunk guy. You give him booze. You go, listen, you're in charge, but you don't do anything. You don't, you don't yeah, give the guy a phone, office. a computer, nothing. No. Nope, sit nothing. in this just... office. Here, we'll just give you, piece. yeah, we're going to send hookers, booze, and cigarettes, whatever you want, all right? Just don't do anything. Just don't leave this off. Don't do anything, and we'll give you a check. Yeah, we'll give you a check every two weeks, okay? And basically, you just show up, and you tell NBC Sports, yeah, we want $4 billion. And they're like, okay. Like, it's obscene. Like, you so say, you don't have to do anything. Like, what do you have to do? It's sort of like these hockey guys, and Cardano's ears get to perk up. Hockey. Hockey. Uh, his so ears are like burning. Hockey guys. It's like being a hockey broadcaster in Canada. If you host a hockey show and you think you have high numbers, it's like, dude, the actual puck could host the show. Like, they could just put a puck. Yeah. And people are watching. I would
3: actually like. Like, people are watching. I would like an The highlights. Puck.
2: They're not watching you. <laughs> yeah, well, growing up, I was a big fan of Peter Puck.
3: Peter Puck. Yeah, Peter Puck was great. You I, I'd rather puck. watch Peter Puck. Give mean, sure do. I have some of the books still from, uh. From childhood, Brian McFarlane, yeah, great, great stuff. Peter Puck was amazing. I would watch a show with Peter. Puck I had stick,
2: uh, I had Peter Puck, uh, Peter Puck pillowcases.
3: Oh, nice, Marazzi. Peter <laughs> Puck. Nice. Sheets. I had the old. Uh, remember the? Oh, yeah, I, I had the sheets too. I, I, oh, I had the old NHL sheets with the Atlanta Flames, California Golden Seals. Oh yeah, there were some wicked sheets back then. Colorado Rockies, Cleveland Barons, great stuff.
2: So you mentioned Brian McFarland wasn't Howie Meeker part of Peter Puck?
3: Howie Meeker was It was Brian um, McFarland. It
2: was Howie it Meeker was Brian McFarland's creation. It? But I think Howie Yes. I think Howie Meeker did like the rules for Peter Puck. Like Howie Meeker would be, "All right, this That's is what, exactly, yes. Or yeah, Howie Meeker yeah, and remember also Howie Meeker had like the uh, yeah the skills and tips right. Hi, I'm Howie Meeker, and this is how you this is how Howie you dump the puck in the corner and not get checked.
3: <laughs> yeah, he used to have a flat stick, no curves. That's how you do it, the Howie Meeker way. That's exactly it. Yeah, he used to give the tips, and a definite definitely. It's like my grandfather played and, yeah, with yeah, a flat stick. Well, that's better for back. My head, grandfather
2: also golfed with a uh, with a one iron.
3: I like your grandfather's style. You can, once you hit a one-iron, you can hit any club, buddy. That's the that's that's old school. You you, you learn how to hit a one-iron, you can do anything. Oh, it's very difficult. To hit a one-iron pure, you have to be a good golfer. Like, you have to be very, very solid. It's no, the pros. club in the bag to hit. They don't have them anymore. The pros,
2: no, they don't even use uh, one-irons.
3: No, they don't use one-irons, use hybrids and stuff. No, they can't hit, they, these guys can't hit hit one-iron. Some guys don't even have two. They start with, uh, now, a lot of golfers, they start with a three-iron. They don't even they they used to have the one and two iron. They they don't even play the those clubs anymore.
2: All right, so yeah, we're gonna get our hockey survivor going. Uh, looks like we'll do every nice. yeah, every Saturday. It'll be nice and simple. Yeah, every Saturday you pick a game. Um. All right, so what's going on here with the uh, the line moves? Uh, we've got uh, Jets and Browns sitting at three on Thursday night football. What a train wreck of a football game that is.
3: I actually think it's going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to it, Gabe. I think it's going to be real. Uh, hey, what can you say? At least the last time these teams played together, it sucked. The Jets, they, they were bad. Cleveland was even worse during that season. The game was a train wreck. There were so many turnovers. I remember Deshaun Kaiser every time the Browns were driving, he'd throw a pick. At least it's there's there's some things. Hey, the Browns have been looking better. They tied Pittsburgh. They played New Orleans, man. They, they, they've done a lot of great things. If not for Zane Gonzalez, they could have won that game. So... Let's give the Browns a little bit of credit. They've actually been playing quite well. The Jets, great opener against Detroit. Sure, they shit the bed against Miami, but I see a lot of improvement there. I'm actually looking forward to these teams uh, playing. I know it kind of looks like a dog's breakfast, Jets and Browns, but it should be a pretty good game. Interesting total, Gabe, at 39.5, too. Very low. Uh, Cleveland minus 165 on the money line. Jets plus 145. Uh, if that line gets over 3.5, maybe i start looking at the Jets, but... Uh, I don't know. The Browns have been pretty good. Uh, they'll, they're going to be hungry for their first win, friend. After tying uh, Pittsburgh, they'll be very hungry in that game.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I think it is a dog's breakfast. It just is, Cam. Come on, it's the Jets <laughs> and the Browns. Dude. <laughs> well, let's just be You'll be real. watching. Yeah, you know, like, the Seahawks and Bears.
3: What the Seahawks uh, and Bears was a dog's breakfast. You watched that game. The, fir- the first half of that game, Seattle couldn't get out that of the was... shadow. Like that was a bad football. That was a bad football game
2: game was terrible last night i hated yeah, it yeah,
3: exactly so yeah it was horrible i, I hated I it that, yeah
2: jets and brown Oh know thursday night's game will be better yeah it'll be more entertaining just because listen like we said the winner of this game is going to be in a good spot the jets will be two and one if they win a the game which would exceed expectations coming into the year winning 66 percent of their first three games and then conversely yeah. cleveland browns if they actually win it's a miracle and they can finally unlock those stupid beer fridges Cam. Those Bud Light fridges right. are they locked up one, until they win a game. Yeah,
3: that's exactly. You no, know the best is they go 1-1 one, one, and 1. <laughs> 1 win, 1 loss and a tie if they win after 3 and everyone gets beer. Pretty good start. It's pretty good It's yeah, a pretty hey, good start I, for it. I Better than a one. Buffalo Bills start. I damn right, buddy. Damn right. Yeah, the Bills You going to take You going to take the Buffalo a, Bills plus 17. No, I don't think I will, Gabe. I don't think I will. Are you? <laughs> Are you going to pull the trigger with the Bills no. plus 17? Allen on the no. road. The thing is, I would, but but I, I I have a feeling he has got a pick six in him that game. I think Minnesota will win right around the number, probably between 16 and 24 points, and the line 17. Actually, with a gun to my head, I'd take the Vikings.
2: Game time decisions. Please don't put a gun against that cab Stewart's head. He's a nice no, guy. Please don't. Don't, don't. don't. Yeah, don't shoot him. Don't shoot. Don't
4: shoot.
2: Red Heat and Rage Radio, Game Time Decisions continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. i have Gabriel Renzi alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. We'll be with you until 7 o'clock uh, Eastern, 6 o'clock. We'll uh, turn our attention to some DFS. Uh, Cam's got a, a golf lineup. And, yeah, we're here with a fan of yours, actually, uh, Cam. Tunes in to, uh, to really? you and Oakley. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he feels as though that uh, Oakley Oakley, and Oakley's cronies treat you unfairly. Uh, they're they're always taking be, pot be, shots. Say, say hello to, uh, to Cam Stewart here. How's it going, brother? Good fan. Hey, how you doing, man?
3: I appreciate Thanks for listening to the time, show. Man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, true, Gabe. Nothing. Oakley, uh, Oak- Oak- Oakley lives on a different sorry, level. Guys. He's like a millionaire, right? <laughs> so he's always cutting me, he's always cutting me down. Like when I talk about like regular people and stuff. The guy spends his Friday drinking scotch and smoking yeah. cigars at Harbor 60. It's like he doesn't live in our world, buddy. But anyway, I enjoy doing the show. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and no, it's, it's amazing too because uh buddy that listens to to you guys all the time as uh, listens to Motörhead is a working class dude like Oakley Oakley's one of these elites but um, like working class people are listening.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird cuz he he kind of his kind of mantra is like man of the people but I'm like, man of the people, like uh, the guy's house is like $2 million. I don't know. Like, not many people <laughs> can afford that type of, type of real estate, Marenzi. But no, he was good to me last week. You know, he feels ba- like I tell him I rush over from doing our show to thing and, the, you know, to the studio. And I'm um, always almost just make the show on time because, hell, in, t- in Toronto, it literally takes you 30 minutes to go two blocks in that know, damn city. It's ridiculous. Pants. But, uh, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun to do the show. I'd like you to come in and do some stuff, too. We talk a little bit. We just crack jokes and stuff, and, you know, I give them a couple picks. And, uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I wish you could do the show with me, too. But uh, you're, you're, la- you're holding down the fort doing the DFS hour when I'm uh, uh, basically pimping pizzas for Pizzaville.
2: Yeah, I've got enough, uh, I think I enough shows already. I think you I think oh. you, got enough. I think you got enough on your plate. <laughs>
3: yeah, for sure
2: interesting here, actually. It's amazing that this pops up. And this is something that you and I have talked about in the past uh, before. But uh, the creators of the Children's Street have released a statement. It's unbelievable that it's had to, to, to come to this. They've released a statement telling people telling people that uh, Burton Ernie are not gay. <laughs> and I thought they said they said were this, gay. Uh, we've said this No, they're denying. They're denying that uh, characters, Bert and Ernie, are gay lovers. Yeah. After a former writer of the program makes the claim. As we've always said, Bert and Ernie are best friends. They were created to teach preschoolers that people can be good friends. Uh, Even though they're identified as male characters and possess many human traits as characteristics, they do not have any sexual orientation. They are puppets. (laughs) Which is uh, what what I said originally as well. They're puppets. Yeah, like I, I like people people's gotta make everyone's gotta be gay now. Oh no, they're gay. So, yeah. man, how is Bert and Ernie gay? Like I never understood the Funny, uh, I kept
3: I, I see another I article, Gabe, it says X Sesame Street writer says Bert and Ernie are gay. Ex writer says uh Sesame Street revealed an interview that Bert and Ernie are gay at people.com. But uh yeah, see we got conflicting reports here. I yeah, if two guys want to live in a in a house. Like, you know what I mean? It happens. Sometimes uh if you're not making a lot of money, well. maybe you need a tenant. You need a roommate, right?
2: <laughs> you and uh you and Portuguese Joe yeah, Portuguese live, live in Joe, the same Yeah, house. We're not
3: gay. No. No, he has sex with women and uh, you know, I I try to and you know, uh
2: <laughs> Yeah, I we, aspire we live, to we live
3: in the same domicile. Yeah, you aspire to? That's the thing. I uh, I never see him because he's out uh, cutting deals or you know, he's he's somewhere, probably at a casino near you. But uh, yeah, I know. hey, Bert and Ernie want to uh, live in the same house. Uh, more power to them, pal. More power to them.
2: <laughs> it's just, it's crazy that this is what it's come to in today's society. We got you got to release statements about like ses- Sesame puppets. Street uh, characters. It's like they're you know they're just they're just puppets. They're just you know. I, never, I love I, the
3: fact that you were right. You. You call Joe Flacco a uh, 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 Bert? He's got yeah. He, you're right. He, he used to have the like the unibrow like bird, but he shaved it off, so it's uh, it's just not the same. He he did kind of remind me of Bert a little bit.
2: No, he does. He does.
3: Yeah,
2: but Joe Flacco got, got the got a same bunch shape of his look. head, and yeah, Joe Joe Flacco's got a cooler look uh, going about him right now. Yeah, he's he's got yeah. uh, he's got a, he's yeah. <laughs>
3: He's slick yeah, he's, I don't know man right. like he's got like uh, something going on
2: I don't know why this writer came out and said this like he's just one writer Burton Ernie have been around forever I mean what what the hell does this writer know poor Burton Ernie <laughs> reputation getting uh you know right rep- <laughs> reputation getting dragged through the mud here yeah, he said they're just you know they're just they're just puppets. People yeah, just they're leave just leave buddies.
3: Alone. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's like I'm people thought Barney was
2: gay too, right? Wasn't Barney supposed what, to
3: be a dinosaur? Gay too? Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I think so because he, really? he was purple. Yeah, because he's purple. Like uh...
3: <laughs> I thought he was just a, a dinosaur, world. right? Yeah, sure yeah, yeah. so anyway, is. Yeah, great outfits. Great sweaters too. Nice uh I like their look. Bert rocks that turtleneck. Yeah, uh, were, yeah, they got some uh, good gear. Good gear. Yeah, you and
2: I should uh you and I should wear the same uh, the same getup. then people would say we're gay. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna yeah. think uh I'm actually a fan. <laughs> I'm actually a fan of Ernie's uh that's a great sweater Ernie has. I know, that's what I was saying. I never wicked. really realized, yeah, I never really realized Bert's got the, the turtleneck on either. Yeah.
3: yeah, Bert's got more like a V-neck thing going with the turtleneck and the unibrow. And Ernie's more head's like, yeah, he's round and Bert's uh, more cylindrical. And, yeah, they have the same type of sweater. It's just uh, uh, Ernie's is a little more vibrant. He's got the, the the red and the blue mixer and Bert's got the electric green going there but uh yeah no it's good stuff yeah there's no you can't just uh, assume that they're gay i i agree marazzi it's not right
2: if you notice um if you notice though looking at burt right now you sort of can't help but think of the simpsons like they, i'm realizing right now the simpsons basically ripped Bert off look burt's the same color yellow as the simpsons are
3: true very true it's the exact same it's a good Good Observation, yeah, and you saw like Ernie how, how they do the, yeah, you're right. Like, look at those characters. Ernie's more, uh, he's orange. Uh,
2: I was always more of an Ernie fan as a kid. I like Ernie,
3: yeah, I like them both equally. I think Bert they both brought something to the table. Ernie was more vibrant, where Bert's kind of hey, Bert. like Ernie was more kind of inquisitive, where Bert was just Bert kind complains of more, too uh, much. That's the thing. Good point. Bert, Bert's a little bit more, uh, like the oh, world, dude. Ernie Bert was the one more. that was.
2: Yeah, like Ernie was the one that would want to bet the extra $500. Bert would be like, we can't gamble on sports, Ernie. Like Bert, you know, Bert would snitch you out to the cops, I get the feeling. Ernie, you know, Ernie, Ernie's the one that, you know, er, you're, you're good with Ernie. Aaron Judge returns uh, tonight.
3: Yeah, Aaron Judge coming back for the Yankees tonight. Uh I'll tell you, Gabe, that's a t- t- tough game though. Like I'm I'm going over the baseball board again and I'm thinking, you know, there there's nothing else going on tonight. We could talk about the NFL lines, but there's actually some good good games, you know. You got Nola going for the Phillies, but you're laying a buck eighty five. Uh Nathan Avoldi for the Red Sox and Hap. Hap's laying one sixty in that game. Hey, that's a little bit you might want to take a shot with Boston as as a hard to lay tonight, a price. Uh, Anytime you get
2: Anytime you can get the Boston Red Sox as an underdog, you almost have to take them. You know, they're the yeah. best team in baseball by far, and you're getting the best team in baseball by far at plus 140. This is a reaction and an overreaction to the fact that judges back, the Yankees are such a big public team. And, you know, the Yankees are money burners this year. They've lost money. Meanwhile, the Red Sox are raking into money, and you, you're asking to lay a price. You trust Jay hat minus one sixty against the best team in baseball? I don't. I mean,
3: and I don't. Is want Judge
2: going to, to come to back that. and go two for four with yeah. two home runs? Probably no, not. I don't Probably think he be will. A cold I think I think
3: I agree. I think he'll struggle. I think he'll struggle, and that's a really good price for Boston. I'm with you. Like, I, Boston wasn't on my betting card. To, right now just taking a look at taking a look at the lines buddy i'm i think milwaukee i'm gonna take them uh, on the money it's minus 200 so i'm gonna have to find a parlay with it but i'm gonna take milwaukee minus one and a half even being at home with anderson he's been pitching really well against cincinnati and lorenzen i don't know what the hell's going on milwaukee absolutely what about the mets? gabe and what about yelich Yellow. i went with the mets last night they were good to me i don't know about doormats tonight against nola nola's a pretty damn good pitcher but You're right, though. The thing about uh, the Mets are playing good ball where the Phillies are really tanking, and uh, even with NOLA, it's hard to lay 85, 90 cents with an ice-cold Philadelphia-Philly team. I'd actually be inclined to take a shot with the welcome mats at uh, plus 165 there. It's not bad. Yeah, I'm thinking, I think just roll the dice with the underdogs.
2: Uh, You get Boston Red Sox at plus 140. Um, You get get mats at plus 165. And then you get... uh, Where's the one more? I had a third one here. Where is it? I had a
3: home dog. Uh, home da, da, dog? Da, da. You think uh, not Texas, not against Snell. Uh, no, all right, hold see. on. I like was Red Sox. Red Sox
2: are like- underdogs. Mets are underdogs. And I thought I had one more. You know what it was? I thought the Braves. It's my bad. I thought the Braves were plus one hundred and five against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the ones that are fitted here. You're saying you like the Brewers. Brewers are hot, but I always get screwed when I bet against the Reds. Um, no, that's the one. That's it. So I only got two plays. Yeah, Red Sox plus one hundred and forty. Mets plus one hundred and sixty-five. I thought I had a third one in there. I don't.
3: Well, that's that's the beautiful thing about betting those dogs too, right, Gabe? You get Boston. Boston at plus one hundred and forty. Then you take a shot with welcome, Matt, at plus 165. One of them wins, the beauty of betting two dogs. Boom, you're up units right there. That was what we had last night. Like, we had the Cubs as a dog, they won. We had the Mets as a dog last night, they they won. Uh, I was I was wrong about Baltimore. Got to give Baraki credit. He pitched really well for Toronto, and they won 5 to nothing. Actually, you know what? I think Baltimore, uh, they're a horrible baseball team. Don't get me wrong. They're a very, very bad baseball team. But Dylan Bundy at home. Coming off that loss, I'm actually looking at Baltimore at plus 105 and another small dog. I like Detroit tonight. Daniel Norris's numbers have actually not been that bad. I don't trust the Twins. They're cold. Uh, I, think the, I think the wrong team is favored here. I think Detroit with Norris, who's actually pitching better than his numbers indicate, at plus 105. I like Detroit and Baltimore's two small dogs as well.
2: What about the White Sox, plus 235?
3: Can't do it. I want you know me and the White Sox. They've actually been playing good baseball after the All-Star break. um But no, against Kluber and Cleveland, I also am not going to lay 290 with Cleveland. If you like Cleveland, you might want to take them. You'd have to do a massive parlay to even get any type of value there. uh I don't mind Redon like, but at plus 235, it's it's just hard to bet on the White Sox against Cleveland at home. But I don't know why. Are you feeling the White Sox gabe Are you going to pull the trigger? No, I just
2: see every underdog and think, ah, why not? <laughs> yeah, you see the, yeah, I know.
3: I, I kind of feel that way about baseball at the end of the year, and I was talking to Billy the Doorman exactly. about that. It's a great – this is a great time, guys, if you're betting out there. Baseball underdogs at the end, like, you bet three games, three dogs, and go two and one, like, consistently build your units. It was just small plays last night, but I'm with you, Gabe. I, I really believe that this is the great time where call-ups are involved, even teams like Cleveland, you know, what do they got to play for? Like, the White Sox might go out and win that game. It's it, it, You almost want to fire, bet every dog on the board, and if you go 500, you can really make a killing. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's tough the to randomness. do that, though. With, uh, yeah, that's the thing. Football it's the this right now, gotta... now.
2: Mm-hmm. Of, of baseball. Anything can happen on a nightly basis. You know, some teams don't really, you know, it's not that they don't care. I mean, look, the Boston Red Sox have had things wrapped up forever. They still are 7-3 in their last 10 games. Like, if you've gone this far, yep. the Red Sox didn't go this far to say, you know what, let's just tank for the next two weeks and then turn on the switch again. No. Like, they're, they're playing the way through, and they're going to try to just stay hot all the way through this and go go wire to wire. It's too bad Tampa Bay got hot late when they did. It's amazing. Tampa Bay traded everybody, and they just went on this incredible run. But it's just too little too late. Um, they're eighty three and sixty six right now. They're not going to be able to catch up. Yankees, Yankees in a good spot with the ninety one wins uh, right now. But um, you know, the Yankees, Yankees trying to get home field uh, advantage at least in that single wild card game, and it's going to be against Oakland. So that's the drama right now in the American League. Whether the Yankees play out Oakland or Oakland plays to the Yankees in a single game
3: elimination knockoff. Yeah, no, and. I- the thing the thing about Tampa Bay that's really strange instead of uh, being sellers with the talent that they have especially at the pitching game they could have they could have made a move like that, they were they were fantastic they were the best team in baseball in the second half they won games they they were beating good teams you got Snell out there you even their pitching by committee worked like it's just weird like I got to give Kevin Cash and that organization a lot of props. Like, people are like, oh, the Rays, the Rays. Like, can you believe their record? Like, it's fantastic. It's actually a great sports story that's flying under the radar because of the Tampa Bay Rays. But, man, what a season. Like, for what they roll out day in and day out, it's amazing how good these guys have been. Like, it's it's wild.
2: Uh, I was talking earlier about how, you know, Russell Wilson is trying to do too much right now. Now, Pete Carroll is saying, uh, I think that Russ is over-trying a little bit. He's pressing in difficult situations to try to see if he can come up with a way to make something happen instead of just getting rid of the football. Um, and, you know, it's hard to disagree with Carroll. In the long yard situation, he needs to throw a football a couple of times. We need to re- get rid of the football and just give up on a play because it's not happening and not take on additional pressure. So that just adds uh, up and it makes it hard on him. So once again, sort of the... Um, the defense of of russell wilson uh here and but i i said it earlier in the show cam russell wilson i get it it's not easy for him but he needs to play better he needs to play better like they were back in that football game last night and he just gave it away with that pick six like we talked about the other day everybody can blame the kickers all the time but look at that that was a horrible play what he did You know, he just, he lobbed the ball over. It was like, really, dude, the game's on the line, 17-10. You're coming back. Your defense makes some plays. You got a little momentum, and you just gave it right back to them. You can't have that with your
3: big star player. That's the reason they lost the game. You said it, Gabe, and, you know, Seabass kicks that 56-yarder, man. I was just like, wow. I couldn't believe that Seattle was actually in the game, getting dominated like that. They had every opportunity to win that game. You said it. That's all on Russell Wilson. That was one of the worst throws I've seen him make as a quarterback. It was awful. It was telegraphed. The minute that ball left his hand, you and me said, it. we're done. You saw Prince there, boom, pick six to the house. And, uh, yeah, he's got to trust his players a little bit more. It was just a, a lapse of judgment. But we're going to say that Seattle's in for a long, long season. I hate to say it. They're playing Dallas this week. Uh, they don't have the same home field advantage. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas is, Dallas is only minus one in that game. They should beat Seattle, even on the road.
2: And here's a, a tweet that I see here from Ben Baldwin. And it's a video. It's amazing here. It's So the Seattle calls the play. Russell Wilson changes the play at the line of scrimmage. They gain four yards on first down. Next play is called in. Russell Wilson checks the play again, changes the play again. Pete Carroll calls timeout to talk to Russell Wilson. Wilson visibly upset. And there's a sequence here and a video here. They're not on the same page, Cam. Like it really is. Like no, Pete not. Carroll's just losing control of this. Like he really is. Um, you know, if, if if Russell Wilson's now not on the same page with the coaching staff.